I need to get you on my show one day. You need to make that happen. So to my folks that are here um, on my live, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of this amazing day, this amazing morning. Yes, we are here. Um, my coffee is ready. Um, and, and and that's just what is going down today. And it's going down today. Um, I thank y'all for showing me so much love. I'm going to send you a request, Emmanuel, so we can get, I got you. Um, okay, let me see who's in the group first. Shout out to Emmanuel Cole, Kendra, Big Mike, Carla, Poet Sunshine, Songbird. Songbird, yes, song yesterday was amazing. The one and only Emmanuel Lewis is in the building. The Butterfly, the Black Forest Bueller. Listen, 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 the Black Forest Bueller. This is my man, Sean. Y'all make sure y'all follow me. Keep up with everything. Bittersweet. What's up, mama? I sent you a link, bit and, and follow the link. It should be in your Facebook um, messages. There's a link for you. Follow that link and come on over to my side and uh, let's chat. So now that y'all know who it is, it's, it's going to be bittersweet. Yes, I get part of the Ain't Right Tribe is in the building. I love my Ain't Right Tribe. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. So um, yeah, we getting ready to make this thing go down. So y'all get ready. I'm I'm actually um pouring my coffee now as we sit here. In case y'all don't see, my mom bought me this for my birthday. So you boil the hot water and you put it inside, and this little thingy here actually keeps the coffee, um, the coffee grains in place. And so you can pour your coffee and make it magic. And um, it's like beautiful. Like my mom really hooked me up for my birthday. My mother knows my heart. She loves me. She knows me. She knows exactly what to do for her son, even though I'm spoiled. My mother spoils me. She does. She spoils all her children, though, just to be honest. It's not like it's one that's spoiling the rest aren't. Yes, yes, your guest is in the building. I'm going to make my coffee. I'm pouring my coffee, and then, yeah, I will bring you on. <laughs> so just so y'all know, like, I met Bittersweet some years back. She was one of the first poets I met from that upstate South Carolina area. And, um, man, she's such an amazing spirit. And she's hilarious. Oh, my God. If you got something to drink, damn it, you better drink it now before I bring her on here because you're going to spit on your computer or your phone. It's going down. You're going to be all over the place. All over the place. I love her to pieces, though. But she's still going to wait for this coffee. I'm going to get my coffee. She's going to wait for this damn coffee. I'm trying to tell you. I don't understand how people don't drink coffee. I ain't mad at them, but I, I'm, it's not going to happen for me. Like, if you don't have my coffee ready, we got problems. If I'm coming to your house, have me some coffee, please. And real coffee. I ain't talking about that cheap. Well, I ain't going to lie because um, I don't know if y'all got Aldi's, but we got Aldi's. Oh, sorry. I'm in the South. Or D's in the South. You know, y'all call it all kind of strange stuff down here. But Aldi's has some great coffee. I might have to show y'all. I'll show y'all a little bit later. I'll show y'all on, on my YouTube. I mean, my Instagram. So, yeah. Let me get back to these comments here. And uh, as always, man, I'm so proud. I'm so happy to be here with y'all today. Thank y'all for supporting. Thank y'all for being here with me. Um, I'm so happy about this guest today because, like I said, she's just a darling sweetheart. Uh, it, uh, Prince must have made a few songs about her just to say who she is. But y'all ain't ready for all of that. Y'all ain't ready. So anyway, <laughs> without any further shenanigans from me, I'm going to bring up your guest for the day, the one and only Miss Bittersweet. Bitter, what's going on, love? What's happening? How you doing? You know, life is good, besides the fact that I'm firing everybody that didn't tell me that this tropical storm was coming up here. <laughs> Nobody told me. You got to watch the news. No. See, when I watch the news, I get depressed. 
That's why I need y'all need y'all to hit me up and be like, yo, look, it's a storm coming, bro. A storm coming. They have the weather channel. So my problem is, my problem is I'm addicted to CNN. I am. I'm just gonna be honest. I am addicted to CNN. And I had to realize that for myself. You know, CNN got me, you know, locked in. I've been addicted to CNN since Trayvon Martin. Since Trayvon Martin. And it's almost like I'm sitting here waiting for something to happen. So that's 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 my issue. So I gotta I can't watch the news. I don't watch the news at all. I yeah. can't stand it. Yeah. I can't stand yeah. it. Yeah. So I don't know. So, so, so it's, it's called all these. Now all these with an S. You I call it, I call it Aldi. It's Al. Al. S on it. Turn your volume down just a little. It got a little echo. Like Al Sharpton, Aldi. It's an A L, and I'm celebrating my L. There's no S. <laughs> You've been in the South too long. I've been in the South too long. I've been in the South since 97. Oz country now. That's what they say, yes. right? Oz country. You know, only South people add S's to everything. That's what we do in the South. We add S's. You know, I'm just now realizing that people in the South add an S to everything. We do. Welcome. 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 <laughs> My thing is, how do you make groceries? Mm -mm. When you make something, you're normally not paying for it. You're making it. Right? You might have bought I the ingredient. I never thought about it like that. Never. <laughs> never. That's new. I've never thought about it like that. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to get my stuff together. It just to okay, me. Okay, you live here now. I live it, makes it makes sense. <laughs> I'm stuck. So look, tell the people who you are, where you're from, what you do, how you live. Just let the people know who you are. Who is you? I'm is. Uh I am bittersweet. I'm from the wonderful, lovely illustrious metropolitan beautiful city of greenville south carolina born and raised i am a poet i'm a love of arts i am a survivor of many things uh i'm human i am me and i'm your girl that's all i got <laughs> Listen, she has y'all can find out. She has one of the dopest spirits. So I always have just a few questions that are never out the window, and we just kind of let the conversation flow here. Like it's all about you. Um, all that you want to say, all that you want to share, all that you want to talk about. So whatever you want to talk about, I'm here for you. Oh, we getting bucket naked. <laughs> let me get wits up in. Where wits at? Um, so. Come quats. Huh? Come quats. <laughs> I've never heard come quat in a poem until Wits did it. I know, so, right? I'm like, bro, like who does that? Like, and it was dope. So yeah. <laughs> it was. It really was. Um, my best is to talk about that poem. 
Where is Lou? You tell Lou. She, I need her to call me. Child, don't text me. Call me. I definitely will. I will. She miss you. I miss her too. She, I know she. Um, she still going back and forth to Atlanta. No, no. I ain't talked to her in a minute. It's, I mean, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. So, yeah, it has. Let me ask you this question. So I know they're gonna ask questions here too. You've been um, how long have you been writing poetry? Uh, since high school. Since so high school. like twelfth grade. Do you remember your first poem? Or the content? I do actually. Um, so what's crazy is when I I wrote poetry not to perform when I first started writing. I wrote it because I was upset and the only way that I could get out how I felt was by writing about it. And then I would take the poem and throw it away because I've got out my feelings. I would write it, cry, and then I would throw it in the trash. And that was my way of like, I guess, getting over it or whatever, whatever I was feeling that day, whoever hurt my feelings and I didn't want to talk about it to my mom, my dad or my friends or whatever. I would just write about it and then I would throw it in the trash. But you my know, first poem you know. was called uh, Big Girl Blues. That was the first poem I ever performed at Coffee Underground. Wow. I'll never forget it. You know, people it say, you know, people say you write it down on paper and tear it up when you burn it. And that's setting it free. So you was healing yourself from way back then. Yeah, yeah. I told you. Huh? I told you your magic. Oh, <laughs> you are magic. I be trying. I be trying. Um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about today was the relationship with you and your dad. Like, so you know, my daughter is my heart, right? And uh, you know, I got another daughter coming on the way. I'm gonna have to battle it out with them. You two girls gonna give me hell. But I can't wait. Listen, listen. I know the connection. I understand from the dad side. So talk to me about some of that. Cause I so I tell you what, let's do this. Cause you're always making funny jokes and telling us a story. Tell us a funny story about you and your dad that you're willing to share. Cause I know you got plenty of them, right? Give us one of those because your you your father and your relationship is obviously amazing. You know what oh, I'm yeah, saying? Definitely. My I, dad is my best. Always, always I'm sending you my book too. Um 101 Love Notes for Dad, so you and your dad can read it together. Uh, I meant to get that. I need to get it. I've been all over the place. Yeah. Um, a funny story with me and my dad. Okay. So, um, you know, I got the. Can I say nigga on this app? Can yes, I say you, that? Yes, all right. Mean. I, I ain't wanna. I don't wanna get you banned because you know my mouth is reckless sometimes. Be you so today. I ain't wanna get you in trouble. So, <laughs> uh, you know, we had that picture of that T-shirt. Uh, my nigga wall, right? Mm-hmm. So I was selling the shirts or whatever. And my dad, when I got the shirt, I didn't tell him about it. I just got the shirts or whatever. So he he didn't know anything. He doesn't, he don't do Facebook and and all of that internet stuff. He don't like it. He don't he don't care for that. He old school. My daddy is 66 years old. Okay. And yeah. so when I got the shirt, um, I was bringing them in the house. And I never told him what it was. He just saw some boxes. It's like, oh, what's that? And I was like, oh, I got you. I said, I got you memorialized on a shirt. And he was like, well, let me see. So I gave him the shirt. Yo, and I tell you, I have never seen him smile this hard in yeah. life. 
yeah. ever. So I started selling the shirts. He loved it. I started selling the shirts or whatever. And my friends, you know, everybody on my Facebook and my Instagram, they know. So my <laughs> so when um they was driving, they saw my dad. Now he works for Duke Energy, which is the power company here in South Carolina. And you know, you'll see him in a big truck. He's got a big white truck with like cones and all kind of stuff. He's he's like the, the head nigga at his job. You know what I'm saying? People come to him for stuff. So my friends, <laughs> they rolled up and they was like, yo, that's my nigga Walt right there. So, <laughs> so they was like, so my friend was like, yeah, that's my nigga Walt. So my dad was like, what? He was like, you my nigga Walt. You <laughs> yo, my dad thinks he's a celebrity now. He thinks he's a celebrity. He was like, well, tell your friends when they see it, when they see that nigga, speak to that nigga then. My daddy, my dad thinks he's a celebrity now. He's a celebrity. He loves it. He loves it. At first, I was kind of nervous because I was like, my dad gonna trip when he see this. No, he loves it. Absolutely loves it. If you ever walk up to him and say, you my nigga walk, he gonna smile and he gonna be like, yeah, I'm your nigga. I'm your nigga. <laughs> he loves it. Loves it. Can't I can't wait. Meet your pops, yo. Yo. Yeah. Yeah. So, tell me about that. What does tell me? What does your dad mean to you, right? We're not counting your mama out now, but we're just saying we know right. my that, that my nigga Walt is the man right now. So let's just talk about my nigga Walt. What does that mean to you, like family? What does family mean to you? That whole concept of what family is to you is it's so important to me, like. Cause when you don't have anybody else, you got your family. You know that's your that's your blood. That's your first, your first everything. Before you meet friends and before you make friends, you have your family, especially your parents. You know what I'm saying? It's it's so important to to have that. That's that's your that's your foundation for everything. That's right. That's right. Everything, and you know not only you know we have that. That 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 basis of I'm gonna always be here. I've always grown up with the I always got your back. I had your back first. Mm. I'm never gonna lead you astray. That's my comfort net. That's my you know my parents have always been there. I've never known not having them. You know what I'm saying? I've never I've never experienced what it's like to not have a mother to not have a father. Mm. I've always been close to like the male figures in my family. Always like my grandfather. Any kind of male figure, I've always been closer to them than the the female, the woman side. I was supposed to be a boy, from what I heard. <laughs> I was supposed to be a boy because <laughs> they already had my they already had a girl. They had my sister, and I was supposed to be the boy. But you know, God had different plans, which is cool. But yeah. um, yeah. my dad has just always been there. He's always been that nigga. Like I could go to him with anything. It doesn't matter what it is. I go and my mother too, of course. But you know, we we just had that connection from day one. I've never not had my father be my best friend. Like he's, we've always been close, gotcha. always, always. Gotcha. And it, it it hurts me that like a lot of my friends don't have that experience. You know what I'm saying? They don't have a father figure, or their father was never in their lives, and I can't relate. You know what I'm saying? Because I I don't know what that feels like, but. To to even think about not having my dad, it would break my heart. You know what I'm saying? Because we're yeah. so close, and I just, I just, I've never understood that. You know what I'm saying? He's always been there for me and my sister. 
no matter what what the situation was, he's only a phone call away. And if he got to drive three, four hours, let's get it. I'm on my way. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you need, I got it. And even cracking jokes. That's what we do all day. All day. I walk in the house. What up, nigga? What up? You know what I'm saying? That's what we do. You know, every day. That's it. I can I can't imagine life without him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I wouldn't want him. And that's why I share him with everybody. Like, he my nigga. He our nigga, too. Like, he's my dad. He'll be a so He got a whole bunch of a whole bunch of kids, and he'll tell you to this. I love all y'all. Don't know all of you, but love all of you. And yeah. even my best friends, my closest friends, will tell you. Even Lou loves my dad. That's Ooh. like her dad. You know what I'm saying? And he cool with that. You call you walking out, say dad, what up? That's just how he is. He's very open and accepting and loving. You know what I'm saying? I um. So. Your dad, you're at an event. Your dad's in the audience. You're about to perform. What could we expect from your dad? Uh-oh. She frozen. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, am I frozen? Now, hopefully, she's frozen. Hopefully, I'm not frozen. Somebody's frozen. Oh, no. This is not good. Okay, let's see what's happening. Let's see if we can fix this. Can y'all see me on IG? Can y'all see me? I'm having some technical difficulties. Still, time is still going. Let's see. Uh-oh. Oh, no, no. Okay. Smile. Okay. Oh, well, wait, wait, wait. It's coming back. Okay, you're back now. Okay, okay. Okay. I don't know okay. if that was... So, you know, we got a tropical storm, so I don't know if it was me or you, but one of us was glitching. But you're back now. I'm going to say it was you because... Yeah, because it was you. <laughs> I'll take but, um, it. I'll take it. Yes. So, uh, but every time I have an event, he thinks it's a slam and he thinks I'm I'm in competition mode or whatever. <laughs> every time I go to a slam, he's cheering. He's most of the stuff that I do. Every no, what is going on? Oh, come on now. So I'm hoping that I am not glitching here. But apparently I am. Him. Apparently I am glitching. Okay, you're back again. Okay. So, uh, but most of the performances I do for my dad are in church. You know okay. what I'm saying? So but if it but it didn't, if it wasn't Vince or a slam or something like that, he would definitely be cheering me on smiling, grinning from ear to ear. He's super crazy proud of me. Like, that's all this, all his friends at work, you know, at church, anywhere he sees, yeah, that's my baby, that's my, that's my little girl, that's my daughter. She does competitions, she does this, she does that. When I bring home a trophy or if I won an event, even if I didn't win, he'll be like, and hey, yo, when I don't win, like if I go off, and um, I do a, a slam or some type of competition and I don't win. He's like, so what happened? What, <laughs> what, happened what did you do? Did, did you drop it? Oh, we got to do better with that. Oh, we got to write something else. Da, 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 da. Like he's like he's in my corner, like coaching me. Like we got to do, we going to win next time. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you scared? Good. Be scared. But go ahead and do that poem. I want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? So he's always in my corner encouraging me. 
Both my yeah. parents always encouraging me, keep it going, do what you got to do. Even if you lose, I'm still proud, no matter what. No yeah. matter what. But he wants to know why. Why did you lose? What what, what round did you make it to? Well, what happened? Was 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 they pulling better? No, they pulling went better than mine. I did. So next time you're gonna win, you know? But yeah, yeah, so that's that's what you can expect from my dad. Um, just FYI, Wits is in the building. He's shouting he loud. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can't wait to have that experience. I wanna see. I want to see your, your pops in the building at some event. I've been a fan of your, your work since I met you. You know, I try to bring up your feature as much as I can without burning the yeah, people out, right? Um, so I've always been a fan of your work. Um, and, and so I can't imagine how happy and proud both your parents are. And um, yeah, man, I, I'm waiting to, to see my nigga Walt in the crowd <laughs> so I can buy him a beer or something and be like, look here, this is what's happening. He ain't going to drink it, you know. Huh? Yeah. He ain't going to drink it. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll drink one for him. I'll buy him some coffee. I'll, I'll bring him a, a, a big gulp or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me ask you. Uh, what's your favorite music? I'm a 90s R&B type. I don't like this new stuff they got out now. I'm not, I'm not really into that. I mean, it's cool, but it's my... <laughs> They ain't really talking about nothing. This is about sex and, and bumping and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not really into that. I like that 90s. I'm a babyface type. You know what I'm saying? I like, uh, or, you know, the, the older ones. Not to say they wasn't talking about sex, because they was too. But, I mean, you had to, it took you, you had to listen to it for a little while before you figured it out. You know what I'm saying? But now yeah. it's just right there. Bam. In your face. And I'm like, nah. That's not really me. That's not my flow. I, I'm more of like like an Erica Badu, India Irie type type Jill Scott. You know, I like that that indie flow. I like that. You put some poetry with it. You know what I'm saying? Like I like that. It's more. I mean, the new stuff is cool. Don't get me wrong. If it's on the radio, I'll bop to it. But I'm not really that type. That's not that's not really me. Gotcha. So Emmanuel says, "What's the top five songs you listen to with your dad?" Uh-oh. <laughs> but he loves he loves gospel. So we gotta listen to when I'm with him. And I sometimes he cool with it. Like he like older stuff like um Patty LaBelle. He likes uh what's your boy? Lenny Williams. Um uh Barry White. You know what I'm saying? He's uh temptations. He's he's old school type. You know what I'm saying? We can listen to that together. He don't like none of the new stuff. But he, if he wants to go old school, then with Al Green, you know what I'm saying? He likes that, but mostly gospel. You know what I'm saying? My daddy knows some gospel. But so, yeah, he liked the old. What he like in gospel? Which artists he like? So, I, so I, I love gospel music, even if I don't know who the hell's singing it, but he I love it. The, the quartets, like, um, uh, oh, I can't even give oh, you a name. Didn't have huh? to wait this morning. <laughs> Yeah, he like that. <laughs> Listen, that's my song. That's my song. I don't even know who's singing. That's my song. That's my dad all day, all day, all day. And the Jesus Channel, bro. Listen, <laughs> not the Jesus Channel. Loves it. Loves it. We'll go to church. 
And then he'll come home and then he'll turn on the Jesus channel. And I'm like, yo, you know, God don't give out extra credit. You ain't got to watch Jesus all day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I understand. Because, you know, I don't go to church. But I get it. But, you know, dang, can we watch, you know, something else? I mean, goodness. I love it. But, yeah. So, Kendra says, what are your most uncomfortable moments as a poet? And how did you get through it? Wow. Um, I don't like crying on stage. I hate it. And I know a lot of my pieces are heavy because I've been through a lot. You know what I'm saying? And so, like I said, writing writing is healing for me. Yeah. And it's therapy. So a lot of uncomfortable situations when I when I cried on stage, I you know, I have a poem um about my cancer. Mm-hmm. And I was doing the slam. And I didn't want to do the poem. I didn't want to do it. I hate I don't hate the poem, but after doing it so much, you just kind of like, I'm done with this poem. I'm I've moved on. I'm over it. Well, I'm not over it, but you know what I'm saying? It's time to do something else. But my coach was like, yo, do this poem, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, fine. I was already in my feelings that day. And uh, so I did the poem and I got to like the very last stanza. And it it talks about how um, I can't have children because of my cancer. And so bro, I just broke down. And everybody was like, push, push, push. Like, everybody was in my corner, like, push. And that just made it worse because it just made me want to cry even harder. So <laughs> I'm on stage and I'm trying not to cry, but I'm crying. And everybody's like, yo, push, you got it. You got to push, pull, and get it. And I made it through, but I just ran off stage. I just ran off stage because it, it just it hurt my feelings. But it, it, it hurt my feelings. But at the same time, the fact that y'all was encouraging me so hard to keep going just made yeah. me want to cry even more. Because that made me feel, you know what I'm saying? You got all these emotions and people are, you know, encouraging you at the same time. So they're like, we're here for you. And it's kind of like in your own way, you're saying, girl, get it out, cry. But you can't cry because you're trying to push the pawn. So (laughs) it was uncomfortable. But at the same time, I thank God for y'all because it helps. But you on a time limit. You know what I'm saying? So you're trying to get this poem out, crying, mm-hmm. crying, and you got people in your corner. So it's like all that emotion at the same time. Yo, it was uncomfortable. So I made it. So I made it. On time. Yeah. But it just, it was uncomfortable because I hate crying. I hate, I hate that. I hate breaking down on stage. Because, and then you got some people who slam and think that that's, or, or you just doing it for points. When in reality, this is my life you hearing right now. This, I really experienced this. Like, this is really painful for me. Every mm-hmm. time I recite this, I relive it. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those, it's uncomfortable, but every time I do the poems from it, from it, somebody gets something out of it. So if if my pain can help you, then whether I win or lose a slam, it's a win to me. Right. You know. Right. I hate break. I hate breaking down on stage. I hate crying. I hate that. I hate it. But yeah, so yeah. That particular performance. That particular performance. Where? Hmm. Where did that particular? Where did that particular performance? Where? Yeah. What you say? Yeah. Yes. I didn't hear you. Yes. Where was that particular performance? Where were you? Um. Um. It was in Swanberg. I think. I think you was there. I I think we did the teams. Yeah. It was the teams. I think and it was. Who was your slam coach. 
Huh? Who was your slam coach? Moody. 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 Um, Moody. Moody Black, another. So a lot of the a lot of my followers are also friends with Moody. A lot of them I met on the Ain't Right Tribe page. A lot of them have a lot of love for Moody. Tell us how was your experience with Moody Black as your slam coach? Oh, yes. That's my God. That's my God. <laughs> I, I thank God for Moody. Let me tell you. If it wasn't for Moody, there wouldn't be a better movie. Let's let's be clear. Moody pushes me beyond my limits. I think like he's like, yo, this poem is good, but let's go deeper. You know what I'm saying? Can we? You know, I, he was like, I feel like this is just surface. Like there's something deeper than this. Like Moody is the reason I be winning these slams. You know what I'm saying? These poems go from. Uh, 25.9 to a 30 because he pushes me so hard. I don't want to, you know, there are moments where I don't want to take that poem there, but he's like, you know, I think there's more to this than what you're giving me. So go back and do it again. Or let's let's edit this poem or let's let's look at this line and tell me how you can make this line better. So he really like molded me into what I am now. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? He made me who I am. As opposed to he saw that gift because when I first started like speaking, I was just doing it for fun, and I did it on a dare. I was they was like I dare you to do it because they knew I wrote, but they you know I I ain't never performed nothing before, and I was nervous about it. So, so he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. Him and Johnny C, mm -hmm. you know, they were like, "Yo, you got a gift, you know, and we don't want to see it go to waste." So they were like, "We want to help you." You know, hone your craft, and that's when I started going to the workshops and, you know, writing and and asking him for advice. And he was like, well, "Child for the slam team," and I was like, "Nigga, you crazy? I ain't trying out for no <laughs> slam team. I'm not a slammer. It's not what I do." And now look at me, slamming, touring. You know what I'm saying? Making CDs, writing stuff. You know, so yeah, Moody really is a, uh, you know, kind of like he did that. He helped mold me into what I am today, and I'm I'm so thankful. Mm -hmm. That I met him. He get on my nerves, but <laughs> that's my guy. That's my guy. Um, big shouts to Moody. I'm sure he's gonna check it out later. Um, I always show, like I said, I, I I don't even remember which of you were the first ones that I brought up this way, but um, my brother and I love all of y'all down that way. You know what I mean? Like y'all family. So yeah. it's always great when we can bring y'all up here. Y'all have allowed us to grow in this this poetry community. Unlike a lot of poets that we met, we grew with you all, right? Um, and it always felt good to be like, yo, I got somebody from South Carolina coming up next week, right? That was always like our big push. Um, in fact, we started doing features based on bringing you, you guys up this way. We weren't doing features until we started bringing y'all up here. And it was like, yo, this is who we need to bring. And I bought quite a few. The Rare Poet came up and um, I even did Cuff Amethyst's first feature he did with me, right? So um, seeing y'all come up, Johnny C, of course, Moody, like I think you and Moody have come up more than everybody. I've always had y'all come up more than anybody. I don't know. It just happened. Yeah. Listen, mm. I don't, don't want to hurt nobody feelings. Right. <laughs> and and so, um, you know, I never and you can you probably remember I didn't want to slam at all. I, initially, I was like, nah. Not gonna do it, and then to turn around and then have a slam team a year later was like, 
Wow. Crazy. I've learned a lot watching you all perform, the different pieces you perform, how you perform, watching D-Dub as well. Um, I've learned a lot from y'all. Um, a lot of people don't know that I'm on your CD with you. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't know I did a piece. So y'all found out I did a piece for Bittersweet. Cop the CD, buy the CD. She got, and definitely get the t-shirt, my nigga Walt. I wish, listen, where can they buy that? Where can they find that stuff? Do they need to contact you? Or what? I got you. Say less. We, we can do this. Hit her DMs, get you on my nigga Walt shirt. Okay, if you haven't seen it, you need to see it. I should have had one on the day, but I'll get mine once the storm go. I'll just order it and then, you know. <laughs> I got you. Tell me who your top favorite artists of all time. Give me of about five. Time? Yeah, about five. Oh. Dead or alive, it don't matter. Dead or alive, Prince. Yes. I knew Prince. I loved you. I knew I loved you. Love Prince. Oh my God. I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some controversy out there. I think Prince is better than Michael Jackson, in my opinion. And I know that's an unpopular opinion, and that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. But I Prince is one of my favorite is favorite is favorite is favorite artists of all time. Prince. Then Michael. I love Michael, don't get me wrong, but Prince is first. That's that's my guy. Purple Rain. Oh, oh classic. Diamonds and Pearls. Oh, classic. It's something um, he goes, I never meant to cause you any sorrow. The moment he does that, it's over, right? Exactly. Um, I fell in love with uh Corrine Betty Ray. If you ever heard of her, mm-hmm. she's oh, oh, she be singing in my heart. Oh, um, I love Indie Ari, I love Jill Scott, I love Erica Badu. I do. Um, there's Josh Stone. Have you ever heard of Josh Stone? She's a white girl, but got a oh my god, got a voice like an angel. Oh my god. Um, I love Babyface. Mm-hmm. That's my guy. I I'll do Babyface before anybody. I love Brownstone. The group. Have you ever heard of Brownstone? Yes, oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, so I think that's more than five though. But yeah, I'm I'm all over the place. But I'm I'm I've always been a big R and B fan. I don't really care for rap that much. If I did, it'd probably be Biggie first, then Tupac. I don't care what nobody says. I don't care what nobody says. I don't care. I've always been a Biggie fan since high school. I'll always be a Biggie fan. May he rest in peace. I love him. That's yeah. my guy. Yeah. But yeah. I um. I, I, I tell a lot of people that, firstly, growing up, I grew up in the same place Biggie grew up. Like, I mean, so I understood a lot of stuff he saw, a lot of people that names he called out, like we knew these people, right? And not only that, Biggie put metaphors together that people don't even, they can't even understand how he wrote it. His metaphors is always ridiculous. And then anytime you hear that, uh, uh, it's over. Like once you hear that, it's over. Like just go platinum. That's it. Um, in fact, I have a poem that breaks down Tupac's first first album sales versus Biggie's first album sales, and it's not even comparable. It's not even comparable. I did it in a poem, and people get mad at it, but it's the facts. And um, Biggie sold way more. He went 
um, diamond in places and, and double platinum in places. And so, yeah, it's not even in comparison. But, you know, I'm going to leave it at that. For they start, hey, you know, in the South, you can't say Biggie over Tupac without an argument. Like they gonna fight you and no. cut you. What? Absolutely, absolutely. They will cut you. Absolutely. Um, your favorite poet? My if you have, or, or give me a few poets, because that's kind of hard to have one favorite. Just I, was say, I don't have a favorite. I mean, I have favorites. Right, 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 right. I don't have a favorite. No. Um. Let's see. I love, I've always been in love with Maya Angelou. And I know that's cliche to say her because everybody says Maya Angelou. But when I was in school, in high school, you know, she was the reason why I kind of started listening to poetry in the first place. Her and uh, Lakes and Hughes and uh, Angela Davis. Like I was, you know what I'm saying? When I was like the, like the history of like different black poets and blackers there's because they didn't provide a lot of that in school they only had like you know the token few you know but never really went in depth with it but when i kind of started doing things for myself and, and reading like tony morrison and and stuff like that yeah. that's when i kind of fell in love with it and i was like well darn if they could do that let me see what i can do you know what i'm saying what well, how i can rock this and i read her book um while the cage bird sings my yeah. god Oh my God. And it was from that moment on I was like, oh, I love Maya. That's that's my that's it. That's it. Fell in love. <laughs> Fell in love with her. And then and then she kind of got me into like the other artists, the other black authors, black female authors, mm-hmm. or black women, I'm sorry, black women authors. Um, when I started reading about her life and the things that she'd been through and how she started writing and how she came up and her her history and stuff like that, that's when I kind of started researching other women and not just poets, but black women authors. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So she kind of like headed that, started that for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. But I love I love me some Maya. I listen. Maya. Um, a lot of, I'm not saying I write like her, but a lot of, I, I watched her documentary on Netflix almost every day when it was on, almost every day for like two weeks. And to listen to not just the poetry, but the stories and the way she told the stories, I started, I wanted to write more stories in my poems. And listening to her on that documentary um, I watch John Coltrane. I still watch John Coltrane's documentary every chance I get. And listening to those stories and how they told their stories is the reason why I started writing the way I'm writing now. In fact, um, I, I'm, I'm writing a letter to Bubba because Bubba is what they called um, Emmett Till. And the poem is called A Letter to Bubba that I'm writing now. But I, I, I'm listening to his mother tell the story. Okay, so that whole day, how that day began, the day, the last time she saw her son alive. And Maya actually helped me jump into the depths of that. How do you make that into And I think that is what pushed my work a little further, listening to the greats. So I challenge everybody, listen to the greats. Listen to those that we will never reach their level, those greats, like Maya, you know, like she is... Amazing. I'm never surprised if somebody said that's their favorite um, because she had done something that touched you. I know that. That's just what it is. 
Yeah. Right. Um, I like, um, I was told I write like a young Langston Hughes, which was like the biggest honor you could have given me. You could have said, um, I remind you of Jesus and it wouldn't have been as big as that. Right? right. Who says that? Like, and I've heard it before. And the Claude McKay, and I don't know if people know who these, these poets are, but read them. One of my favorites though, and, and I think he's my favorite because he didn't care how he wrote his poem. He didn't care what it looked like to you. Was E.E. E. Cumming. His poetry okay. would be, listen, yeah. his poetry is art on paper. You'd be like, it ain't no way in the hell. But when you yeah. read it, like, wow. No holes barred. So tell me this, as of all your poems, right? Whether it was controversial or not, which poem would you say, hands down, if, if I had to say this is my best piece, this is my best work? Because I don't think anyone has written their best work yet until they're no longer here, right? There's always a better poem coming. Hands down, you're like, no, this is my go-to poem. What's the title of that poem? Am I giving away your slam work? Wait, 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 wait. Am I giving away your slam technique? Because no, never, never. I always got something in my arsenal now. Don't don't sleep on me yet. I always got something in the bag. I ain't never, I ain't never without. I'm always with something. Um, I have to say, uh, and I and this this may sound crazy to y'all, but I had the most fun. You would think like my deep think post poems, like my my poem about um you know, black boys and my poem about my cancer and my poem about like the things I've been through would be my favorites. No, my favorite poem are my big girl poems. Those are my favorite poems of all time. I love these poems. These are my go-to. I start off my shows with my big girl poems because I'm loud and I'm fat and I love every inch of my body. Every inch, the rolls, the crevices, the uh, the stretch marks, the different colors. I love everything about me. And those, they're funny poems because I make them funny. Mm -hmm. But I love them. I, yeah. And I love to make people laugh because people are so serious all the time. Mm -hmm. And I come through like, I love me. And you're going to love me, too. And that's how most of the time I captivate my audiences because I make you laugh. But at the same time, I'm telling this that since I love myself, despite my flaws and despite what you don't like about me, what you don't like about me, I love about me. And you're going to love it, too. Did I not make you laugh? Did I not make you smile? Did I not make you look at yourself in the mirror and be like, bitch, you know what? Today is a good day to love me. And fuck what everybody else. Oh, sorry. No, and you forget what everybody else thinks or says or does. And whether you like it or not, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I love those poems. Love them. Absolutely. Like the those sun just came out when you started talking about that. So I can tell. But I, yeah. I mean, I know your work. So it's all good. I, I know. I mean, come on. It's been years, right? I'm not slamming with them. Like, Slamming with them, featuring with them. If somebody be like, yo, better do a poem, I got you. Let's get it. Especially if, especially if like, the room is heavy. Because somebody just did a piece where, you know, and, and I don't fault nobody for any poem that they do at any time. If that you decided you decided to do, then you had to get that out. Whatever. Yeah. That's fine. But if the room is real heavy and I come through like, 
fuck you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and everybody's like, what? Did she, <laughs> did she just say that? Yeah, I did. Listen to this. You know what I'm saying? And I make you laugh and I, it changes the atmosphere. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It changes everything. Because now I just went, it went from you being sad to you being happy and laughing and like, yeah, you know what? You right, bittersweet. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go love myself and forget him just because he don't like my roles. It's a thousand other niggas out there that will butter them bitches and love you. And and why are you worried about him? Stop, stop worrying about him. Worry about the ones that will and not the ones that won't. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I love that. absolutely love the big girl poems. In fact, my mom, so my mom, you know, because you know, you know my mom's a poet. The funny thing was, my mom did a poem about, because somebody had did a poem about skinny women. Now, my mom is like, listen, I don't have nothing against the big girls, but what you're not going to do is come for the skinny. And she did a poem, and I think, I don't remember what it was, but I think somebody was kind of offended. And my mom felt like, I don't know why they offended, because all we hear is big girl poems. It's like the skinny women don't have a voice sometimes. And I didn't think what? about that. But right, my really? mother, a lover of poetry, like she's the reason we write poetry because of my mom. Um, my dad has the penmanship. My dad writes like you would see in a book. His his writing is ridiculous. Um, he speaks Spanish. He teaches Hebrew. He speaks Arabic and teaches Arabic too. I don't know how he learned this in the hood, but he did. But um, yeah. And but my mom is the poet. And we learned all that we learned from poetry from my mom and my Uncle Chester. My Uncle Chester is another phenomenal poet. But she wrote this poem about slim women, about skinny women, as they would say. And every time I hear it, it reminds me, because you know, most of our audiences be a, a lot of women, unless it's slim and then all the men want to show up, unless it's some freaking money to win. But that's a whole nother story. A lot of our audiences are filled with women and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, you know, full, full figured women there. So the big girl poems make the room come alive. I'm, I want them. I, oh, I beg for them. Please do a big girl poem. Please. When I'm hosting, let me get a big girl to come do a big girl poem because it makes the audience come to life. So I, I absolutely love them. I'm, they're the best thing for me. And when you do it and then the crowd just start making all the noise, especially when Lovely's there, um, Mama oh, Miss baby. is there. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. you know the crew. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love them. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you said that. I'm very glad you said it. I think people think because we're poets that we always want to go deep, and sometimes our laughter is the deepest we want to go. I'm telling you, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of people live. I get something. I, I get something new out of it. I'd be like, you know what? I didn't even think about that like that, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember when you featured for us and you came in and you was like, but I can't do it. I can't do it. See, it don't work for me. But when you did it on the microphone, the whole crowd went quiet. I was like, you got to do it again. You got to do it again. <laughs> I remember. Yo, every time I go to Charlotte and y'all been asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh man. It, oh, I love it. Absolutely. I remember you, that. Yeah. You have certainly made a stamp in Charlotte. And I don't know prior to us uh, or not, but I know after um after we became family and you become part of our family, 
um, and you've come here, you have left your mark here on some people. Um, and so, right. And I know you probably knew some of them before time, but I think the, the most beautiful thing about what we had is that people knew when you come to say word Tuesdays, you come in the family and there was so much love there. And I know when you were coming, it was packed in the spot. As a matter of fact, you know who else packed the spot out too, um, besides Moody? Annie Lee. Annie Lee packed the spot out um, when she came up, when we was at Apostrophe, and that was some of the most amazing moments, man. I'm, I'm really... Listen, I'll get lost in that. Listen, we got 12 minutes, so I want to let you talk about anything you want to talk about, share anything you want to share. Tell them about your merch. Tell them about your, your comedy on Facebook if you want them to join your friends on there. Anything you want to talk about that we are not, we don't get to talk about in the interview. The floor is yours. Share whatever you want to share. Well, um, right now I'm not really doing too many uh, performances because of COVID and because of my own uh, health issues or whatever. So I'm not really doing any performances. But, but, but. I do rites for people. Um, I do uh, weddings. I write wedding vows. I write uh, just love poems in particular for, um, you know, if you got a loved one and you're, you know, you want to tell them how you feel, but you don't really know how to tell them how you feel. I got you for a small fee. Um, I write birthdays. I've written for baby showers. I've written for funerals. Uh, I don't really like to write for funerals, but I will if needed. Um, get out of jail. I ain't never did one of those, but I will. I've even written for people that want to break up with friends, friends and don't want the girl to burn your clothes. Understand, if you don't want her to bleach your clothes and you need me to write you a poem that, you know, basically says, it's not you, it's me. I love you, but I need to find myself. I'm that nigga. You know what I'm saying? For a small fee. I can get you out of your relationship because this is what I do. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm joking, but I'm serious. Um, I write for women's groups. I've written for churches, uh, all of that stuff. Whatever you need, you just let me know. And within a week's time, I will have something for you. No lie. Jock and Ben on this scene, on this scene on my work. Um, I do have CDs at $10. If you want one, hit me up with our poem on there because everybody loves that poem. Everybody loves that poem. Um, I do have t-shirts with my nigga Walt on there. It's just a picture of me and my dad and it says my nigga Walt and uh, everybody loves my dad. So if you want a shirt, hit me up. I still have a few left. Um, follow me on Facebook at my government name, because Facebook be tripping, is Ashley Gallons. <laughs> um, or you can follow on Instagram at I am a bittersweet poet. Um, and uh, that's all I got to say. I tell a lot of jokes. So if you are, uh, and I, I cuss a lot. So if you are very uh, uptight Christian, you might not want to follow me because I'm nasty. But in a funny way. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. That's all I got to say about that. You can follow me and find out. I will say that um, if for nothing else, following Ashley Gowans or Bittersweet <laughs> will give you all of the life. Like there are days when, um, so November is not a good time for me. Even though my birthday is Saturday, I, I, get, I, I have to remember what's coming up in November. 
And November wasn't always a good month for me, which is sad because I have two brothers and my mother's birthdays in November and I got to get up for them. But um, I can guarantee that I can go on your page. I can scroll your timeline and I'm going to forget about what was bothering me and um, I will be just fine. So I absolutely love your page. Well, you know, because I'll be like on it whenever I need something to do. I need to shift the energy. I know if I go to your page, you know, the lights are blinking. I'm thinking this storm is really doing some damage out here. Every time I go on your page, a new thing happens. So, yes, I already know. So if you don't know, now you know. You better go follow her. You better go follow her. Um, they had a few questions on here. I'm going to try to see. Um, when writing wedding vows, what are your procedure? What's your procedure? Um, it, it really all depends on what the bride wants. Mm -hmm. um, I can write from, because I've, I've been doing it for so long. Yeah. Uh, I can pretty much go any kind of way. It just kind of depends on what she wants. But I do have like a, a template that I follow. Like, um, I would say I call it kind of like a shell and it has like certain, certain words or certain, um, um, things that I, that I can put into place while, while I'm writing the poem that mm -hmm. to make sure on, on, on course, every poem is different. I don't mm -hmm. write my poems the same because I don't ever want to give somebody the same, I, you know, this is a hallmark. All, all my poems are completely different, but I always try to stay within the same realm, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I don't want to stray too far, because sometimes we as writers, we'll go where we want to go with a poem, and it had nothing to do with what the, what the person that we're writing it for wants. So I just try to stay within the same, you know, I, I use that template to make sure that I'm on course and, and to make sure that it's, it's what the bride would want. And mm -hmm. I, I asked her I asked her the same 10 to 15 questions about her partner or right. about, you know, how they met, you know, whatever. And if a lot of, contrary to popular belief, a lot of women don't know what they want to say. That so part. I have to use that template because they're like, oh, I feel in love with his eyes. Well, what about his eyes? Like, tell me something, you know, give me something. And they can't give me much. So what I like to do, I like to say, well, give me a picture of him smiling. Mm-hmm. Give me a picture of both of y'all together, right? And then I use those pictures, and you know, it inspires me or it gives me something, something, you know what I'm saying? It gives me something to go off of, and I'm like, I got you, don't even worry about it. And then I write half of it and then I give it to her. I'm like, Is this where you wanted it to go? Do right. you like this? What do you want changing this? And usually they're like, Oh my god, I didn't send that anywhere. I got you, that's what I do, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> So that's that's how I I do most of my wedding vows and most of my poems, you know, when I'm when I have a, a client that wants me to write for them. I think the best thing is the breakup poems. I think like that's got to be like dope. Like nigga, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> that was like my friend hit me up and was like, "Yo, <laughs> I need your help." And I was like, "Bro, I know." I ain't, I'm about love, like promote. I don't know how to, I don't know how to stop, you know. But I have just put something together. I was like, "Well, tell her this, and see what happens." Yeah. And he was like, "I." So he brought in a text message, and she was like, "Okay, I understand." And I, I, I made it real pretty. I was like, "You know, you're such a beautiful person, and it's somebody else out there that can do the things that I can't do as a man." You know what I'm saying? Like I, I really finessed it, and she, you know, she. 
she left and she didn't burn his clothes because he was scared she was gonna bleach his clothes because she kind of crazy. And I was like, bro, you might want to call the police. I don't really think I can do much for you, but I said I'll try. We'll see what happens. But don't get mad at me if your clothes get set on fire. I can't help that. But it worked, and she left peacefully. I was like, don't tell her I wrote that. Please don't. But yeah, you know. It was it was pretty cool. It was funny, but it was cool. I was like, well, you know, next time you're gonna pay me. These ain't for free. That's so dope. Like I wouldn't even I would have never thought to do something like that. That is so dope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be on this all day. I can't wait to see your comments today now that you was on here. Um, but um, yeah. Um we got four minutes left. I am so happy that you had time to come on and talk. I'm so happy you invited me. Yeah, even though you be yelling in caps, I don't like I that. Don't know. yell it. So just, just oh, I do yeah. caps on all platforms to everybody, and I just feel like I want people to hear me more. So if I am yelling, if nothing else, they're gonna pay attention just because I'm yelling. And I'm already yelling. grumpy. Grumpy, you a grumpy old man? And then you talking all caps. I'm gonna need y'all to get it together. And well, I'm I absolutely, I'm gonna be talking about nothing. It'll be nothing. I know, I know. You know, me and Lucy was talking about that old man dance you got. Oh, my dance. The old man dance. If y'all haven't seen y'all do the old man dance, you got to see him do the old. It's all in the knees. It's all in the knees. It's all in the knees. <laughs> uh, I think the funniest is when Lovely runs up on the stage and does it with me. Oh, it's hilarious. We just do it together. It's hilarious. And the funny thing is my brother, my brother, um, um, um Benny Bermuda, he, um, his, my niece, she used to do that dance when she was little. And it's funny that I started doing it later because I teased her about it so much. And then next, you know, I was doing it. So it's all good. <laughs> we love it. Yeah. We love it. Absolutely. Well, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in. We got like two minutes left. I want to make sure I close it out right. Bitter, hold on for a second. I don't want you to sign on. Just stay with me. Um, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Um, it has been another amazing morning conversation. Had an amazing guest. I told y'all y'all was ready for what she was about to bring y'all. I'm telling you. Um, I will state that I'm starting. I'm going to be doing a late night show. And on a late night show, it'll be a long show, which I will allow guests to actually perform if they want to. I kind of want to do a late night perform and have people ask questions about certain pieces that they want to perform. Um, and, and something like that. So I'm working on that. I've got a few sponsors that I'm working on that's going to sponsor the show to make it that much greater. But thank everybody for tuning in. Thanks for following me. Thanks for joining. This is always amazing and great. And um, I'm going to see y'all in the morning. Let's do what I always ask you to challenge yourself to be better today than you were yesterday because life is too short and you are amazing. So go and be amazing and don't let nobody stop your creation. We will see y'all same time, same channel tomorrow morning. Peace and love. Okay, let me